yeah topic. i think the topic was cat porn <laughs> <laughs> look i'm very loyal to my cat and i don't look at other cats <laughs> because of that <laughs> i don't care i i look at so many other cats i look at cats all day long <laughs> i can't even laugh my core hurts so much from this workout oh my well god done you. it's not it's not well done it hurts because i haven't worked out in over a year <laughs> that's why that's true you've told me you've been doing some workouts maybe different kinds but Yes, I've done like somatic exercises, Pilates, and I've done uh, lots of walking, but I haven't, you know, I haven't done like weight training. Core muscles, yeah. We can't interrupt each other because it will, the sound will be shit. I haven't like, yeah, done like weight training where like I've actually activated my core, like the, like leg raises. That's, that's what I've done is... Okay so painful and I haven't I haven't done that kind of workout in yeah over a year I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to work out yeah I really couldn't um and now and why was this morning different so we started yesterday Amy my friend Amy and I we she asked me like hey do you want to work out together in the morning like on zoom like I can just put together a 20 minute thing really quick nothing crazy just at home and I was like yes please I need someone else to do that with me because right now I have zero motivation for myself to do to work out and um and so we started yesterday and we're gonna do yeah from Monday to Friday it's just 20 minutes in the morning but it's it's really good and not in a way you know that I want to be like those annoying people oh my gosh you feel so amazing after working out which is true unfortunately yeah unfortunately it is true you do feel amazing but I really just know that um I need it and that my future self will be grateful so I'm doing it for future me even though I'm like oh I'm doing it for future me Um, so that I can still move when I'm 70. Brava, brava. Grazie. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Remind me, you wrote down a really good sentence and we talked about what we were going to talk about and I don't remember. Yeah, so it was like, mm, I don't know like about the title, we'll, we'll figure that out later. But we were talking about kind of, you know, working and hustling for the life you want versus the the message of manifesting. And if you believe it, you know, badly enough, you will manifest it and you will get it. And um, because I read a book that like inspired those thoughts we like we were talking about that and obviously we watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary as well so that kind of uh, plays into that as well like what does manifesting actually look like because I think yeah we both have like a a different we have a different um approach yes from the new age spiritual uh, messaging out there yeah as you were speaking I was thinking about the fact that manifesting or the the concept of the law of attraction has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years it's not new but I'm sure that with every 
generation, every culture change, it gets adapted. And what I personally noticed in the last few years is all concepts, not just manifestation concepts, but like work culture, whatever, was amplified in a really artificial way and so they would take ideas of manifesting and make them really binary and linear be like you just have to visualize and do this and do that and then you'll get exactly what you want but from my experience manifesting in air quotes it's less about getting exactly what you want but rather about having a vision and leaning into it but then also allowing life to move you in the places that you need to move and so what I often frustratingly my ego just really dislikes this is it doesn't happen on my timeline and it happens differently to the way that I imagined but that doesn't make it wrong what do you think Mm -hmm. yeah I I agree and um those instances when people say they manifested something like exactly that thing that they wanted that can be a sometimes one of those moments where yeah it just you know it just happens one of those moments where um for whatever reason the thing that we wish for happens which is so weird like this happened to me this week I'll tell you about it in a second um like a little thing but B, I think most of the time when people say, oh, I manifested this, it's because they had already put in the work beforehand and they were in a place, in a position uh, where, where they had the right um, circumstances for that thing to happen. And then they say, oh, they manifested like as if it's like out of the blue, you know, like certain coaches or whatever who say, yeah, they manifested that they made a million dollars. Well, if you're selling a course and you're marketing it and you're launching it and you're sending out the emails, chances are high that you will make money, right? (laughs) Like you're doing the work for that. So, but I um, mean, manifesting isn't, exclusive to effort and hard work ever is it I never thought that wait say that again manifesting doesn't come out of nowhere it's the result of intention effort work vision all those things and it's like the arrival of or having arrived at a certain point or experience isn't it yes but there's people who say the opposite Okay. There are there are people who literally say, well, you just you have to think it and you have to be on that positive frequency. I mean, the secret, that super famous book, is like that's pretty much the message in there as well. Yeah. Um, you have to be on a certain positive frequency, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I read it like years ago. And then you'll get it. Like even if you can't see a way how you will get it. And it's a very misleading message. I agree. And I mean, we've had these conversations often and I've had this conversation with other people as well. And what sparked again, like for the millionth time, these thoughts in me was recently um, when I read the biography of Matthew Perry Um who plays Chandler in France, if anyone doesn't know who he is. <laughs> I mean, 
maybe someone listening doesn't. And he, it was so interesting to me because he got, he was obviously super famous and successful in conventional terms, like, you know, the money and the, yeah, the, the fame, exactly. Like just in those conventional measures, how we measure success, <laughs> um, if, if we want to measure it in a monetary way. So he has all of, all of that. And he writes like his whole, his whole life was so sad. <laughs> like he does write that having the, the friends family, that TV show was such a gift for him and such an anchor. And it was amazing. But yeah, everything else, he's been an alcoholic since like the age of 14 mm -hmm. and he's 52 now. And he said, I think he's been in rehab like 60 times or something like that in his life. Um, and the last time was literally like a year and a half ago was his last rehab. Um, and he writes that very openly in the book. He says, like, I had all my dreams come true and realized they were the wrong dreams. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, and he, all his life, obviously he was battling addiction, but also that addiction obviously comes from somewhere like from his past. Uh, he has, he has had very like low self-esteem and self-belief. Um, and it made me think like, it's so interesting because people say some of, of these spiritual manifesting people, <laughs> I don't know what to call them they will say, you know, you just have to believe in yourself mm -hmm. and you have to be on that positive frequency and, and then you'll get what you want. But he got what he wanted without being on any positive frequency, without believing in himself, with massive self-doubt and pain inside and not having worked through shit. He wasn't manifesting things. It just happened, you know? because uh, he 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 put himself out as an actor out there and he you know connections and opportunity and luck and all of that so it happened to him um and there's so many other stories like that right we know these from from other people like who are in the public eye you know they have fame and they will talk about their journey and how miserable they were when everyone thought they were so successful now that I think about it it was the same for me in my twenties. Like I looked so successful and I was so miserable. Mm. Um, and then we know this from like famous people, quote unquote, but we also know it from people in our environment sometimes, you know, mm. so that I was like, that's so interesting because no, you can get everything you want by, by not, manifest by not believing in yourself you can still get those things yeah. like it's not it's not a reward system yeah. you know that's what often manifesting is um sold as like as this reward system if you do the work mm. you know whether it's your healing work or the affirmation work the manifesting work and you think good thoughts and positive and all of that mm. you will be rewarded yeah which is a very superficial perspective when it's taught on that level because yeah. the reward in a money in money or a car or recognition or whatever mm. doesn't actually meet what you want on a deeper level so like money is more about I want to feel safe and secure 
Mm-hmm. You know, want to be able to make choices because money offers that. A car might be, you know, um, a sense of the depending on what kind of car it is, like um, a proof of who you are, or also just a vehicle to get around in. Depending, like all of that stuff has deeper layers to it. Mm. That I feel like that's where things go wrong when people are trying to actively manifest in that kind of way. I don't know. It's a tricky. It's a tricky. It's a tricky topic because. As you say, there's some people who aren't actively seeking or trying to achieve great things that are defined by society as a success and they get it. And there's people who are very actively really trying really hard to get those things and they're not getting them at all, which means that the rule doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely. And mm, my friend Giselle said something to me this week. It's interesting, like what you just said, because so on Monday, something really weird happened. Like I woke up in the morning feeling so oh, just like in pain. And I don't know, it's age maybe. <laughs> and um, I was thinking Monday morning, oh, I would be nice to like book myself in for a massage so weird at midday I get a message by a woman I met Thursday last week so yeah I only met her last week um at a little ex photo exhibition that we were both part of so we went to the launch um to support the photographer and we started talking we're both Italian we're both the same age and she told me oh you know I'm part of this group of self-employed women here in East London like if you want to join we meet sometimes and we support each other and stuff like that Mm. and I was like oh that'd be amazing so she took my number and she introduced me into this whatsapp group um and I was like great you know meeting new people and stuff and she is an Ayurvedic Ayurvedic yoga teacher slash other things (laughs) and she messaged me midday on Monday. She was like, hey, I'm leaving for, I'm going on holiday tomorrow. But before I leave, would you be free today for a free massage? Wow, amazing. Like, I I want to um, offer you like a massage. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I'll be free. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm free now. <laughs> Bet I will be free. Tell me where to go, what time I will be there. <laughs> and... It was wonderful, like, because it wasn't a normal, like a traditional conventional massage, but it was an Ayurvedic yoga massage. So it meant that she also stretched me, like, which was so lovely. I was like, it's so nice to be stretched instead of stretching yourself. (laughs) It's like stretching for lazy people. I love it. (laughs) I actually think everyone needs Ayurvedic massage almost every day. I think that would be good for us. (laughs) you're like yes (laughs) yeah it was incredible and then she did some sound thingies in the end sound she had like a gong and bowls and things sound bath bath. yeah I I don't know what these things are called but yeah um and the it was so interesting because I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit off track here but I want to tell you so (laughs) I think this might be cute to, to hear for other people as well 
I remember telling you, you know, she, she asked me like, what do you have pain anywhere right now? You know, whatever. And so I told her, and I also said, cause it's like a head to toe massage, everything. I was like, my feet are really dirty right now. Cause I walk around barefoot in summer all the time. Like, so I'm like, yeah, you, I, I told her basically, you don't have to go there if you don't want to, you know, if they're like disgusting, don't do it. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I remember lying then when she went to my feet and started touching them, I started crying because it was like so, it was so deep to me. In that moment, it felt so profound that a stranger will touch my dirty feet. Like, the most like you know they're just yeah they're just dirty and rough right now and that a stranger will touch them and just get show them love like it I started crying and I did not stop until the end of the thing when it was all over like I was just crying like my makeup was like on her sheet (laughs) it looked so funny I was like I'm so sorry she was like oh don't worry about it um and the whole experience, I found it so overwhelming because it made me realize the last time my body was touched all over, mm-hmm. the last time I had sex, because um, you don't get, you get, you hug your friends, that's it. You yeah. know, you don't get like all over touch with your friends. Mm-hmm. So the last time that happened, it wasn't with love. It was it was with like a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And I rem- and my body was like drinking it up. It was like through her movements, she was putting love into my skin. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like it felt, it feels crazy saying it, but the whole thing was so profound to me that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. So, okay, side, side note over. <laughs> when I told this to my friend Giselle, she said, oh, it's so interesting because oftentimes like this has happened to her a lot as well she said when you think about something but you're not attached to it and then it happens and then stuff that you're really really attached to that you really want it doesn't happen yeah exactly what do you think about that it's it's so funny something you probably don't know about me is that my very first online course was called manifest more okay and in it, because I, weird backstory, I was a blogger to begin with before my business really started. And mm-hmm. one day I wrote a blog about writing notes to the universe. So I had this practice where I would write like emails or letters to the universe, just like talking about the things that were coming up for my life, kind of like a journal, but like it was like to the cosmos somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I created an email address called that is I think it's just notes to the universe at gmail.com and I put it into this article where I wrote about this practice that I have and how it works and how it helps me sort of gain clarity and understanding and know what it is I'm actually moving towards and let go of things that I'm not that aren't right for me and all of it like this is my practice and it kind of went viral and Right now, there's like over 30,000 emails in there from people who wrote to it. Mm-hmm. And when I first realized, I started reading a few of the emails, even though I said it was going to be completely confidential because I was like, what are people writing? And I noticed really quickly that it was very much like, I want, I want, I want, I want, but without actually 
any of the nuanced work around what that want and desire is really about. And so based on that, I created this course, which is, and I'm trying to remember what the steps were that I, that I taught, but it was kind of like, um, I'm trying to remember, it's something like, figure out what it is that you want, mm-hmm. first step. But it was also not linear because sometimes you don't know what you want, but you know that you want something. <laughs> and then the second step was figure out what's in the way of that thing. So whether it's yourself or circumstances outside of you. The third step was um, take action. Like what do you need to do? How do you action moving towards that thing? Fourth step was let it go, like completely release your attachment to it while still allowing it to exist. And the, I think the last step was just gratitude. Like when you do receive things, just practice a lot of gratitude for all the things that are moving into your life because that is like, this is a heart center amplification when you feel gratitude for like the massage you got or the friendships you have or things like that. When we are in that space of like, I feel really grateful for the things I have. It's almost like it opens up a channel for more things to come in. And and so yeah, one of the biggest pieces and one of the things that people found the hardest was the letting go of attachment piece. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that that's like ego. That's where you have to get out of your own way. Like if this is not meant for me, something else is. And so something like a mantra that I often use for myself is because we often have like, oh, I want this. or I'd like to have this experience. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I always say to myself this or something better because. Mm. That means that if this isn't right for me, something else that's better for me is going to come in. Because mm. our ego is limited, but the universe is limitless in my perspective. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's part of me that believes all of this thing, these things, and then there's another part of me. I'm like half, half. Mm-hmm. There's another part of me that thinks this is completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. There is no logic here. There is no system. Because <laughs> sometimes you do take action. You work towards something and you get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you work towards something and you don't. Yes, I agree. Sometimes, sometimes you don't work towards something and you get it. sometimes you don't work towards something and oh logically you don't get it (laughs) so it's like like sorry to interrupt you but I don't think there are perfect systems in life like nature doesn't work on these perfect systems Mm -hmm. I agree I agree with you exactly that's why I think you can't sell like manifesting you can't like tell because I don't think it's a perfect system I don't believe that it's the same thing when people talk about, you know, meeting like your soulmate or whatever. If you do these steps, if you do this healing, you will meet the person. Also not true because people meet someone in all kinds of life circumstances. Sometimes they're already healing on their way to healing. Sometimes they're nowhere there and they still meet a good person that is right for them. So like, I think it's completely arbitrary. That's like, why I think yeah it's it's not something you can sell to people um 
because sometimes it yeah it does it doesn't it, it's it's 50 50 at least that's my observation like from my life from other people like I don't know because I didn't do anything for this massage I didn't take any action I went to this thing so I put myself in between people but I didn't know that this person would be there <laughs> um well, you need to consciously know what you're calling in to call it in and I want to ask you something because from a psychological perspective when it comes to relationships what you just said you know you can be not healing healed whatever you know we're all on a journey there's no one who's complete or whatever um in general our conditioning and patterning does predict the kind of partners we call in It, that's like I see it over and over and over and over and over again all around me like the way you were loved your concept of what love looks like um, how you expect to receive love is then repeated in the relationships that you call in and that doesn't mean that you're right or wrong it's just the patterning that exists in us yeah do you think it predicts who you call in or who you entertain because I do not believe we call in certain people. I think we attract all, all kinds of people come into our lives. Yeah. It's about who we entertain. Before I married my ex-husband, who was a trauma bond, I dated a man who was incredible, like for a few months, who knew how to love me really well. But I didn't feel that because at like I was 19 and like completely still stuck in my trauma and I didn't recognize that as love I made all kinds of excuses why this person wasn't right um because it was healthy love and I didn't recognize that as love so I think that again is another cliche thing like attracting things or people but I'm like well all kinds of people come into your life yeah I like that I like that definition and I think you're right it's who you entertain you entertain it def it's it's defined by your patterns yeah that that I can totally agree yeah that is very very true it you can see it everywhere right um but yeah all kinds of just because you're attracting the wrong or you meet the wrong <laughs> people yeah it, it doesn't mean you haven't done the work or healed because especially if you're doing the work especially if you're healing of course you will find people crawl out of the woodworks that are not good because they want something good they see something shiny something good nurturing healthy of course they want a piece of that so they will come those people it's yeah, just right. about when really they have the capacity to see that and the nuance to choose differently when that shows up it's like the buffet of food and you get to choose which things you feel are best for you and nourishing and there's no right or wrong but you can skip the things that you know don't make you feel good unless your conditioning is that I need to eat that thing that makes me not feel good exactly exactly that's the thing um I think in that whole conversation about manifesting attracting and all of that we need so much more context when we talk about that and these like little Instagram quotes and like blanket statements can be so dangerous and it can make people feel 
shittier because then it's like, oh, what am I doing wrong? I I deeply believe this. I believe in myself. I'm taking action and it's not happening. What am I doing wrong? I must be manifesting wrong. When really, again, it's not a perfect system. Well, maybe it's it's not your time yet. Yeah. Even if you're hustling your ass off. Yeah. I feel like that's really damaging in general when you ultimately feel like there's something wrong with you when things don't go the way that you hope or want when that's not the case at all that's yeah that's really unhealthy and damaging for everyone yeah it is have you ever um can you can you think of like stuff in your life where you like the massage story yeah like you just thought of it and then it just happened I feel like stuff like that has happened or happens to me a lot even little things like yesterday I had promised a friend of mine I'd help her and then it was at her job with her work because she was really overwhelmed and I was like and I'd helped her on Monday and then it started raining and I really wanted to tell her I didn't want to go help her and then I thought to myself you know what would be really nice if she told me she doesn't want me to help her anymore <laughs> and that's what happened I was like yes <laughs> um but I feel like little amazing magical things like that happen often mm-hmm. but the only reason they do is because I do actively surround myself by people and things and experiences that then allow those things to come in. I don't sit on the sofa praying that some magically something's going to fall into my lap. I actively engage in life and the world and people because A, I want to, I'm a human being and I think that's normal. (laughs) But B, also because I know that everything good that I experience in my life comes through others. Mm. I'm not some single cell that's magically bringing all these things into being let's get a little bit more into that through the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary which I watched and then I told you oh you got you have to watch it like let me know what you think what did you think um it was really interesting I think I was less caught up in in the ability in his story about his success and I was more interested in his personal life because that's who I am um but it was really interesting because he was very focused around his process which was like have the vision work really hard towards it make the right connections achieve the vision next vision sort of thing that was basically what I understood anyway um but as you just said and as he said none of those things came about just because he was like I want to be this or that it was because he showed up to the vision but he also made all the right connections like he he sought out and followed all those connections constantly to the point of you know quitting jobs buying flights risking things that otherwise might have been safe in order to build those relationships and connections and allow them to move him forward Mm -hmm. yeah I if anyone listening has seen the documentary I would love to hear like people's thoughts on this like in the comments or you can email us like I'm really interested um in other people's opinions because half of me found it really obnoxious um as I told you and the other half yeah was fascinated by 
how clearly you could see that line, that chain of events that bring you success or can bring you success. But all 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 of these components need to be present. If one of them is missing, it's probably not going to work. And I found that so fascinating. Just a quick recap for people who who haven't seen it yet, where he he starts off talking about he was a teenager in Austria and uh, he saw this movie poster with this huge muscly um, actor and he was like, I want to be like that. So he had, that was the beginning of his vision and he started working out by himself and then like in a gym and started working out. So he just had the vision and without seeing a path yet, where he would go, how he would get there. He just had this vision. And then um, he went to competitions and then he he got offered this job in a gym in Germany and he took it. So he had the vision. He worked consistently um, towards that vision. So just by working out, no plan yet. He just worked out to get that body, right? To be that man that he saw in this poster. So he had the vision, did the work, then went to Germany when he got offered a job, like in the gym, because which is like the third step in this in this journey. You put yourself in the circumstances, in the places where the people are that have the same vision, that have the connections and all of that. So it was like, yeah, working in a gym, perfect. He even lived in the gym, right? He slept there. He worked there. He made friends there, lifelong friends in this gym. And then from that gym, um, he continued working out. He he then went to compete bodybuilding competitions. He won Mr. What was it? Universe, Mr. Universe. Um, and one of the people attending uh, or one of the judges, I don't remember, was like, you have to come to L.A. And he flew him to L.A., um, to work out in his gym and sell products and all of that. And then he won Mr. Olympia and all of that. And then all of the other things he did, like acting and politics, was the same kind of trajectory. So you have the vision. You just do the work every day, even though if you can't see anything, you put yourself in the right places. Um, and and then the in those places, you meet the people that will push you forward um and those four components like it it would i thought like it was just beautiful how you could see that in his story that they were all present and that's how he got to where he got and if the last one would have been missing you know it it wouldn't have happened or or much much slower um interesting that he also mentioned is in each sort of area so they kind of focus on three areas don't they the body lifting body building I don't know if you know that one the muscle man the actor version and the politician version but in each of those three he also speaks to these fallow periods that he hits when nothing's happening for like five years in each one where he's like showing up showing up showing up nothing's happening he's wondering what's going on trying to figure it out, trying to make the right connections, not happening. It's not happening. He does speak to that in every one of those three areas. There's like a big period of time when nothing is happening. And that is part of the process as well. That is so true. 
Um, and and that reminds me of another another platitude <laughs> that people say in these spaces. Oh, if it's not in flow, if you have to force it, just leave it. And that is, and it's important to say that that is true, but it's not the only truth. Like something can be difficult and not happening and it can still be right. And something can be difficult and it can be wrong. Yeah. You know, but just because it is not in flow, um, air quotes, doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to pursue. And yeah, he shows that beautifully. I actually wrote down, I never thought I would do that. I wrote <laughs> down one thing he said. Um, I think it was during his actor period, because that was the the one that seemed the hardest. Like he just couldn't get a breakthrough because of his accent and all of that. And he just kept pushing. And they asked him like, why didn't you just give up? Or have did you ever think about giving up? And he said, because there was nothing in my plan about giving up. <laughs> it wasn't part, he just said, it wasn't part of the vision. I'm not going to give up. And I found that so interesting. I was like, man, to have the confidence of like a white man would be amazing. <laughs> but I, I found that really helpful for me in that moment. Like I was like, yeah, just because something is, difficult and challenging doesn't mean it's not right you know and yeah you're right like it's so beautiful that he actually mentioned all these periods as well where nothing was happening where he was trying and he was just rejected and um not not accepted and he could have easily just said okay then it's not for me you know if it's not happening within a year or two mm -hmm. um that is so so true he also has an unusual amount of focus. Mm. I think it's not common amongst most people I know to be that focused. I know some people that are that focused, but they are rare. It's the post-war generation, I think. Very, 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 like, focused. No distractions, <laughs> um, for sure. It's, it's very, very, yeah, impressive in some ways. But the most beautiful thing for me about the documentary was the end where he said he's not a self-made man. Um, yeah, he said, like, you know, I you can call me anything you want, but you can't call me a self-made man. I'm not self-made. And throughout the whole three episodes, he always speaks about his friends and his contacts and who helped him do what. He always mentions those people, whether that's, you know, his his oldest friends, whether that's you know, people who've paid plane tickets, his ex-wife, he always mentions people who've who've helped him. And he says that in the end again, like, I wouldn't been able to do this if it wasn't for the people around me. And that's such a crucial, crucial. And we've spoken on this podcast about community and all of that and connections so many times. It's just a crucial thing, like that we help each other rise like we don't do it alone yeah that's how it works that's how the network of human beings works we all support each other and lift each other up and share and offer support and that's such a beautiful part like to me that's one of my favorite parts of being able to do something that helps someone that I love 
do what they want to do or create a connection or being given an opportunity myself that's through a connection like that to me is worth more than any monetary value that we have in the world and it makes you really in awe like when I've had those moments where it stuff happens through connections it makes me in awe of life like wow where and I think how weird that I met this person a year ago and this happened a year later and this and this and this like it makes me it's actually a joyful process to observe that and you said something when we spoke last week that I wrote down because I really love it um and it sums it up or like it's just such a good I'm just gonna read it Nadia shut up just read it (laughs) You said manifesting isn't built on a reward system. It's built on momentum in response to life itself. Mm-hmm. I want to like print that and like put that somewhere because it's, it's so, and I'm glad you said earlier, it's not a perfect system because so many coaches will tell you in their stupid TikToks, they will say, this will work. This works. If you do this, it will work. And I'm so glad you said it's not a system. It's not perfect because that's how I feel about it as well. And it it makes looking at other people's lives and my own lives and like how they achieve things. It makes so much sense that when, when you said that it's manifesting is something that happens in response to life. This is like, it's like a light bulb not like a light bulb it's like a lighthouse in my head (laughs) it's this massive light like boom yes that's it that's the perfect way to put it you should patent the sentence like it's just maybe we should teach manifesting as how to be engaged in life and receive from that space that's what manifesting really is literally yeah it's just it's just yeah being engaged with life and sometimes it it happens the way we want to and sometimes it doesn't and we go with that and um and stay curious but it's yeah response to life itself it's just so so perfectly put this this is what makes sense to me looking at the actual reality of things yeah Yeah, life is amazing. That's something that I notice for myself in general. So something that I really value in my life is momentum, like that juicy, fluid, flowy movement through life. And I notice that the more I'm in that space of moving between different kinds of people and different experiences and trying different things and and working in different ways and la la la, the more fulfilled and alive and enriched I feel. And it's not so much about getting stuff but it's more about having a rich life experience but because it's a rich life experience I also feel like I'm getting a lot from it and the times that I am the saddest and most challenged is when that momentum slips away from me because of whatever choices I've made or circumstances I put myself in or whatever it is you know things happen and part of that is also for me personally anyway uh a learning process to adjust like oh look you made this decision and it's brought you there and it does not feel good so now you need to make a new decision to get back into that momentum and flow and and fluidity fluidity of life and that's where the magic is for me personally amen 
I agree. Yeah, everything, everything you said. This was, this was a beautiful like roundup, and I just yeah hope that I don't know. I hope this helps encourages people who maybe have been struggling with this message. I hope it helps them and encourages them to question, you know, question these messages and kind of see see it for what it is. It's just life. Mm, me too. <laughs>